Yo, welcome to Journey to Truth podcast. Uh, tonight we have on Eric Rains. And Eric, you have such an impressive resume. I'm just going to go ahead and let you introduce yourself to the people who may not know you. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, thank you for having me on, guys. It's uh, I love doing these types of things. They're a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, so for the people who don't know me, pretty much what I do is I teach people how to communicate outside of spoken word, inside of uh, the language that the body, the myofascial understanding inside of the internal universe actually understands. And then you can start translating it from internal uh, spaces that are commands and feelings and sensations that operate in the body and get things to release that you can translate to the outside. And so pretty much what I do is I show people how to hack out of the brain and get into body-based perception. That way they can start speaking the language of light and telling their body what they want it to feel like. And uh, you know, pretty much miraculous healing is the, the result of this. Yeah, so uh so exactly like when like when did that that all start for you as far as like your awakening and when did you realize that you were a healer uh well you know i think i realized i was um you know i honestly don't call myself a healer i call myself a facilitator because uh, i unblock the blockage that is keeping people from healing themselves and so it's like i'm facilitating a healing for somebody they're actually doing the healing i'm finding what's in the way um, but pretty much what I realized is uh, that I really enjoy when somebody isn't feeling good and I can do something about it. You know, that, that relief, that sensation of gratitude, it really makes me feel good. It makes me feel, uh, you know, kind of shiny inside. And that was the sensation that I really started to follow. And the more that I immersed myself in that service to others wanting to help, the uh, the more the path opened up and it just kind of went from massage school to working for a chiropractor to figuring out a brand new massage modality that opened up the doorway for the energy work and understanding how trauma locks up inside of the muscle memory. And um, I've just been doing this ever since. It was one of those things that uh, when I wasn't in this space, when I wasn't actively working towards a better me, a better world. Uh, I was a really nasty, dark person. You know, I was creating a bunch of density around me. And uh, it was actually in the 20, uh, December 21st, 2012. It was that day specifically when. Really? Uh, yeah, I completely wow. lost it that day. It was like at 11 o'clock in the morning. I had this little crystal piece that I carried around with me in my pocket. And I didn't realize how familiar I was with the vibration until it completely stopped. And it stopped me in my tracks as I was walking at work. And all of a sudden, I pulled out this what felt like a dead lump inside of my pocket. And I was like, oh, my goodness, there's actually something to this day. Like, there's something going on. Oh, the world's ending. And uh, <laughs> it, it spiraled out from there really, really hard. And um, I was in a relationship with uh, a lady who we were not very good to each other. We were emotionally, physically and mentally abusive to each other and uh, lots of alcohol, you know, stuff like that. And we were just not in a very good space. And as I was inside of this spiral downwards, it was, I believe, March, the beginning of March when I started to, no, it was the beginning of February. So it was December 21st, 2012, and then all of January and uh, almost all of, uh, no, actually it was February. So it was like about a month, uh, month and a, five weeks, something like that. I just fell out and I was inside of very nasty emotions, very nasty feelings. And I was just so full of self-loathing and hatred and, you know, all of these things that I was looking at the world like it was just doing so much to me. And I was 
responding inside of that place. And it got to the point to where I had created so much dense energy that I actually started to feel this darkness. And it felt like I was inside of a pit and there was just this crushing weight up above me. And I felt these things just like gleefully running around, just like getting bigger up above. And I didn't understand it. And I was just getting like bare impressions and hints on this. And it was that moment right there when I actually realized like, oh my goodness, I'm just like in this darkness, in this pit that I created. And if I created this, doesn't that mean I have the capacity to uncreate it or more importantly, turn on the light? And that whole aha moment, that was my literal awakening right there of, hey, you idiot, make light, stop focusing on all this darkness. And as soon as I had that weight, I don't have to feel this way, like I can actually choose. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, That's when everything started spiraling out. And my whole entire life in that space, it blew to pieces. It blew to absolute smithereens because the vibration that I was starting to embody inside of myself, it couldn't handle that dense, dark nastiness that I was inside of. And it pulled me right out of it. And uh, I ended up having to sell everything that I owned. Uh, I had to uh, go live with my dad for a month while I was trying to get out of town. I had to go through courts to uh, get my daughter and move to California. And at 26 years old, I ended up moving in with my mom with no money with my nine-month-old daughter. And uh, I really was in a space where a lot of people would lose hope. And I was looking at this time, this amount of... Uh, this vast stretch of time in front of me where I had no money, I had a whole bunch of work that I had to do and all kinds of stuff that, you know, it looked hard, it really did. But I started to recognize it for the gift that it was because I had time to do yoga every day, I had time to meditate every day, I was doing walking meditations, I had time to sun gaze. You know, I didn't have nothing to distract me from improving myself. And as I was going to school and uh, learning massage, it was like uh, the, all the martial arts, all the, the fighting sports that I had done up until then, it was like all that knowledge that I had learned in how to hurt people. The massage modalities were showing me that it was literally the opposite side of the same coin. And I could use that knowledge and that understanding of how to hurt into get the body to let go, to start to release trauma, to get things to feel better. And the more that I explored this, the more of these connections I started to make. And uh, as I was doing this, my craft, my skill, and my ability to hold very strong sensations of joy or uh, holding space for somebody who's in pain or, you know, just being compassionate and holding on to that sensation while somebody's going through something, I was able to really grow that sensation. And that was my literal internal space that I was starting to learn the language. I was starting to understand the way that the body communicates internally. And uh, when I was working with the applied kinesiologist chiropractor, if I didn't have anybody to massage, he would, uh, uh, he'd take me in and I'd follow him around and watch what he was using with his clients, the connections they were using and all the stuff that I never learned in my massage school. And I started kind of mix matching and I put them together and I ended up creating this modality called the fulcrum method that uh, I would first, I'd figured out a way to get the fascia to release faster than anything that I could find anywhere out there with any modalities or anything that I was taught. And uh, there were three points that I would go after. If the fascia didn't release, I would release the uh, lymphatic systems. I would either uh, open up the lymphatic joint, uh, the lymphatic nodes above or below and let it drain out. And almost 80% of the time that would get something even like a 20 year old stuck shoulder to release. And that other 20%, that's when I started learning how to move energy through the body, through the meridians, the strange flows and uh, Jinshin Do. 
pretty much what you look for is the place where it feels like it's pressing out, like there's too much, and that's called kyo. And uh, the other thing that you're looking for is where it's not enough. It's like a hollow sucking sensation, and that's jitsu. And so what you do is you balance the scales, and you take where it's too much to the place where there's not enough. And that right there, that was what started opening me up to understanding that there was actual blockages inside of the body. Because sometimes I could just, you know, connect it in, and it felt like water running from a full container to an empty container and balancing out with no effort whatsoever. Uh, the client on the table would immediately feel a major, major release inside of the body. The muscles would let go. There'd even be adjustments from just letting go of the tension and then the muscles relaxing and the bones clicking back into place just with the natural breath movement. And um, other times it wouldn't. And I would start really having to push and start really getting it to move and getting it to shift. And that was the first time that I ever actually cleaned something out of somebody that it jumped back and it bit me. And you know, that right there, that really opened me up to wait a second, there's something going on here. And then it was uh, February, 2014, when I had actually started to recognize like all of these colors that we're seeing are just visible light. What if we embody something that is outside of visible light? And I started to embody sunlight that has all the color spectrums as well as all the invisible uh, frequencies that we can't see. And I ended up blowing my heart space wide open. And uh, that night I cleaned this weird thing out of my head that was talking in my voice. And as it was uh, getting removed, it would get crazier, more distorted, more demonic in the way that it was speaking, angrier. Uh, you know, all these things that I was feeling very physically that I could grab a hold of and pull them out, clean them out. And then once they were gone, like I had no pain whatsoever. I had uh, complete and total stillness inside of my mind. I had an overwhelming understanding of what was around me in my reality to the point to where I could feel like bugs crawling inside of the dirt underneath me, like 50 feet down inside of the earth. And it was uh -huh. just such an overwhelming, wow. expansive understanding that I activated into and I've been working my way back to it ever since. And so the initial activation, I kind of forced it. And um, like, it, it was one of those things that I knew there was something that was out there that I didn't know what it was, but I was pushing for more. And when I finally found it, that activation, I was, I was floating on cloud nine for almost two and a half, three weeks after that one. And like, there was just such a heat coming from my, my uh, chest that it would like burn my chin. Like people could push on it and it, felt like, you know, they were pushing into a pillow. It was just a really crazy two weeks that all this was happening. And it showed me so much of what is possible. And then the activation stopped and I've been decoding my way back to it ever since. And so what I was able to see, what I was able to understand, it was like I got my fingers up above the ledge and I was able to peek past that veil and really get a good understanding for something is there. And then it was like, it was too superhuman to hold myself up that high. And so I fell back down. And so what I've been doing is just training to go back up to it ever since. And it's, uh, it's gotten to the point to where, you know, there's, there's literal miraculous healing that can happen inside of the body as soon as we recognize what is blocking us. And oftentimes it's got nothing to do with us. It's, um, you know, there's definitely stuff that we create in our lifetimes with, you know, trauma that we go through, things that we put ourselves through. But for the most part, we're handed a, a crap pile from our parents, from our ancestors of unprocessed emotion, habits, triggers. And then we end up with all these emotions and feelings inside of ourselves that we have no reference for. We don't recognize it's not ours. And we just, you know, kind of go off of the rails and start falling into the programs as well. And like once you start figuring out how to go in on these language levels to where you can speak to the body and instead of having to ask or wish or hope, you turn on the awareness and then you say, hey, there's tension right here. I can feel that. 
this is what I want you to feel like. And then you dissolve it and actually create the sensation of relaxation. It opens up the doorway to start recognizing that you can communicate inside of your body uh, by telling it what to do. And it's just that you have to learn to speak the language that the body understands and then you can translate it outside because it's the exact same language the entire universe speaks. It's um, not words, it's light, it's sensation, it's impulse, it's emotion, it's frequency. Yeah, so I, uh, I suffer from lower back pain. I was uh, my whole life essentially and it's, it's been getting increasingly worse, especially in the past couple months. Um, I did a past life regression with uh, a woman who was trained by Dolores Cannon and uh, at the end, if you're familiar with her work, at the end of the day, uh, you reach out to your higher self. Your higher self comes through and, and miraculous healings occur that way as well. Um, and I can attest to what you're saying as far as the miracles because I actually was uh, lifted of my herpes that I had been carrying for a decade prior to that. And it was one of the most emotional experiences I've ever uh, gone through. And it was incredible. And then the other healing I was looking for was my lower back, but they said that, you know, I was out of, once I was in alignment with my soul mission, then my back uh, could align. So, and it seems like I'm in construction. It seems like I'm being like just pushed away from it more and more and more. And, and the, the longer I stay there, the worse my back is getting. And I'm not doing really anything to make it worse. It's just getting worse. So is there anything you have to say to that? Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, one of the things that uh, causes more lower back pain than just about anything else that I've ran into, I'd say easily 80, 85% of lower back pain is actually caused by the front side. And so if you're looking at the, uh, the skeletons, say we're looking at like a medical skeleton standing up and we're looking at the front side of the spine, what most people don't realize is that the lower back muscles are not just the ones underneath the skin that we can see when we look at somebody with their shirt off. It's like a big tube that surrounds the entire spine and the front side, the iliopsoas or the psoas muscles, these muscles right here, they're responsible for when you lift your legs if you're riding a bike they hook into the top of the thigh and then the whole inside cup of the hip, that's also as right there, but then they hook into every single vertebrae all the way up into the solar plexus on the front. And when this starts to cramp, when this gets tight, it pulls you forward. And so the posture is where you always want to look because like, think about this for a second. Like if I were to slug you as hard as I could in the gut, you know, you curl around it because it hurts on the front side. So if your back hurts, how come you're bent forward? Uh, yeah that's a it's a great point See, uh, and that's that's the secret the body will sit there and lie to you uh but what's happening is when you have a splint uh splinting action inside of the body say for instance you've got the front side of those psoas muscles cramping up and pulling you forward so like when you stand up you kind of have to stutter step up straight don't you yeah yeah i have it's to... all that tension on the front side right there and so if it's pulling the vertebrae forward Everything on the backside has to freeze and it, it splints. It gets tight and it says, no, you can't move forward. And then a game of tug of war starts. Eventually one side gets even more tired than the other one. And then boom, the disc slips. And it's literally yeah. nothing more than you pulling the vertebrae out of alignment so far that it pinches your spinal column. Yeah. And then that's happened to me on a number. I've lost count throughout my entire life. Uh, it's just, 
I, I know I can do something about it. I, I just need to address it. And yeah. And as far as that, it makes a lot of sense as far as the front side, because I can feel that I, it's not mm-hmm. just the lower back. I can feel exactly what you're describing. I can feel that. But, uh, so one of the things that really gets stuck right here in these muscles more than anything is trauma. And it could be any type of trauma. It doesn't matter. Uh, you know, like actually one of my favorite ones that I like to use as an example that even now, like recognizing the amount of damage that it did, I still laugh at it. And I'm like, seriously, Eric, like really? So like when I was uh, like 12, 13 years old, my, my first little girlfriend, she kissed my friend on the cheek and man, that wrecked me. It absolutely wrecked me. I had hmm. such an emotional reaction to that. And even now I look back on that and I'm like, seriously, Eric, like, why, why did you get so bent out of shape? But yet at the same time, little Eric was messed up, man. And like, I found that point of trauma stuck inside of my body, inside of my hips. And as soon as I released that, it's like all of a sudden I realized how I was treating myself, how I was treating other people, and more importantly, trusting inside of my relationships. And it was such an aha moment for me and my whole entire lower back released and let go. Uh, So, you know, there's things that you can do to start figuring out why the muscles are tight. Did you want to run through something really quick on the physical level? We could, I mean, I didn't, we didn't have you on. I wasn't asking for a healing or, you know, uh, whatever. But this is what I do, man. Like, (laughs) like I love this stuff. I love it. Don't worry. If you want to run through something, let's do it. That's fine with me. It's no problem whatsoever. Like this is really easy stuff. And once you understand how to actually start talking to the body, it makes a lot more sense. Um, So the thing is that we can't think about these things. We have to feel them because what everybody's stuck inside of is the brain. And comparatively, that's like, you know, 5% of your entire mass of the body. And all of that has the potential for bioelectric activation. And so by simply getting out of the head and going into the sensations, what you do is you shift from that tiny percentage of the brain into the vast majority of the body. It's like pouring like a coffee cup full of liquid into a bucket. What you're used to is that coffee cup. When you pour it into the bucket, what ends up happening is it's not even anywhere near enough and you naturally start to fill up. So what I want you to do, just start taking some really deep, full belly breaths. Relax the pelvis, relax the stomach, relax the chest. And as you're inhaling, don't focus on making the breath move consciously. Start focusing on what happens inside of the skin as you're inhaling. Start feeling how your shirt is creating pressure around you, how your muscles expand and open. And you create this gliding, tickling sensation. See that right there? You see how you're already starting to tremor, move back and forth a little bit? Yeah. Do you feel that slight tingling sensation that you're making as you do this? As a matter of fact, yeah, I felt it almost immediately. Mm-hmm. That's because you're getting out of the mind and into the body. Now watch this. Pretend like you've got a volume dial attached to that tingling awareness and flex your will on the inhalation and turn that up. Make it stronger. Okay. Easy peasy. And already you're starting to feel things that are kind of lubricating and softening, aren't they? Yeah, I'm absolutely just sitting here sometimes just bothers my back just sitting down for too long and I can already feel it just easing just Mm -hmm. yeah, just by doing this. So simply what you're doing right here. This is where most people miss the connection. Uh, We've got beautiful practitioners of the mind and the spirit modalities, but they don't bring it back into the body. It's like the body is separate. And so you can go to just extreme levels of universal understanding 
and yet the body is still rebelling. It's not falling into line and feeling like you should be feeling. And so what we want to do is just simply bring awareness. What you've done is you've turned on the bioelectric activation. Now what I want you to do is start paying attention to your lower back and the hips and really slow that inhalation down and turn up that tingling awareness and start feeling how much your spine actually moves with the breath. Feel everything shifting on the front side, how you balloon it open and it all stretches. There you go, all that tension in there. You're getting a really good feel for that, aren't you? Yeah, definitely. So that sensation, that stretching, when you really open it up, it kind of shows you right where it's holding on tight, isn't it? Yeah, it makes you, yeah, it it, <clears throat> it just makes, whenever you focus on a, a particular thing, that in general helps, I think. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> just so, well, it's because you're moving that bioelectricity. But what you're about to do right now is move this on purpose. So what I want you to do is inhale into your lungs and pretend like your lungs go all the way down into your lower back and follow the wind of the nose, the face, the throat, and the chest and inhale that tingling sensation and pull it in. And on the exhale, dissolve the Velcro that's gluing all your muscle cells to each other. You can actually turn up that exhale, just like you're turning that inhalation up and making it stronger. You can start to relax even more intensely. So there you go. So you're opening up that kidney meridian right now. You feel how that tingling on the right side got a lot stronger? Yeah, I'm still processing all of this. Anybody, anybody at home with back problems, uh, feel free to go along with this. Yeah. Oh, yeah, this stuff's really easy. This. You know, it's really, really easy. That's the thing is people don't recognize how simple this is. Like everybody thinks that we need to have like an encyclopedia Britannica to, you know, decode our way out of 3D. And it's really as simple as like shut your mind off, stop thinking that you need all these steps, and just feel what feels good and what does not. And if you have something that doesn't feel good, don't just sit there and look at it, do something about it. You can shift anything as soon as you have that awareness and that sensation. And it's literally as simple as that. Yeah, uh, yeah, you're, you're right. Yeah. It, it, just, it just takes consciously being aware of the stuff, I think, mm -hmm. uh, acting consciously, acting on yeah. something instead of unconsciously, you know, approaching it. Um, yeah, thank definitely. you thank you by the way for this and uh i've i've spoken to many people many just a few who've been who have seen you for healings uh and they speak very highly of you one of them is cj hasley uh he i'm sure you know who he is cj um, is my favorite i love cj <laughs> yeah. he's awesome yeah he's very awesome he speaks very highly of you uh and I, I think it's awesome what you're doing. And thanks for just giving me that little bit. I'm going to definitely take, take that into effect whenever I have a little more time to, uh, to myself. Well, so what you just did right there, that's bioelectric activation. One of the other things that you're really going to want to tune into is being able to create high vibratory emotions on command because that dissolves trauma like, you know, sun and shadow. And so uh, just simply putting a smile on your face. And when you inhale, pull that smile, that warm feeling in with that tingling breath. And you'll literally feel things that are super hard inside of you start to get soft and let go. Just like that right there. You're already letting go in the back of the solar plexus, aren't you? See how warm and soft that starts to get? You're hacking the body right now. 
your smile, your laughter, that's not your happiness. The feeling that bubbles up inside of you that creates the smile and the laughter, that's the happiness. And so if you put the symptom on and energetically hack it backwards, ta-da. Yeah, you're, you're getting me a little too relaxed here. We still have a podcast to do. I'm going to fall asleep. Yeah. That's what I do, man. It's what I do. I make everybody feel good. Everybody's got to feel good, man. Nobody deserves to be in pain. Everybody, you know, no matter how deep the labyrinth goes, there's always a way out. And I don't care who you are, as long as you can focus and you can breathe and you want to be better than you are yesterday, you know, any, you can do this. I know, uh, <clears throat> um, just from reading through your bio, uh, it, you had mentioned you do uh, parasite and implant removal. Can you elaborate on that as far as the implant aspect of it? Yeah, definitely. Um, so those hard aspects inside of your body that are getting soft right now that you're feeling as they're letting go and the muscle starts to release, they're caused energetically by uh, some type of a discordant emotion, stagnant energy, a type of blockage, physical poisoning, so on and so forth. There's like all kinds of things that block up on these levels here. And uh, when you start to move these through, every once in a while, you'll have like a, a weird squirming sensation or like a resistance to what you're trying to move and clean out. And uh, the more you start focusing on these, the more you'll recognize that they're actively hooked into places that are uh, creating that nasty resonance inside of the muscle memory. And uh, the first one that I ever came into contact with, it was that one that I was trying to move inside of the client. And then I felt like something turned around and bit my hand and I didn't know what to do. It was a very odd sensation for me. And uh, that actually shut down my energetic flow for about a month and a half until I was able to, to break through on that night in February. Uh, and so pretty much what's going on here, uh, when we have a mind, a body, and a spirit, it's oftentimes if we're not connected into the mind and the spirit, it's, it's almost impossible to feel uh, consciousness that only has a mind and a spirit that doesn't have a body. And when we start to work inside of the mind and the spirit and embody it, what ends up happening is we start to spiritually move energy that uh, consciousnesses that are again, without a, without a body, they have a mind and a spirit, but they have intention, they have willpower. And unfortunately, we've got some that are negatively oriented. They enjoy uh, things that are not of cleanliness. They enjoy, uh, you know, hatred, fear, anger, pain, uh, trauma. And what they end up doing is they are looking through the density of reality. They find places that are creating a lot of density, a lot of heaviness that's dragging down in vibrational causality. They go in and they find the, the flavor of trauma that it's coming from and they either hold it open or they use it to create more situations, more, um, more thoughts, more emotions, more feelings that kind of pull people into darker and darker places. And this darkness, this is, you know, like I was talking about when I was sitting inside of that pit and I felt those things gleefully running around feeding on that emotion I was creating. That's exactly what they do. And, um, when you start to see this in, you start to clean these things out. Like when I started, it was really a warfare type of a thing for me. It was like, Oh my God, all these like literal demons are doing all these things to humanity. Every time I see one of these things, it's in a place where there's so much pain, physical, emotional, mental, like we've got to fight this. We've got to figure this out. And I started really going after this, like the etheric assassin, the etheric ninja, you know, hacking and slashing with light swords. And it was effective. I could do things in the body that 
uh, you know, it is miraculous. Like if you have pain and then all of a sudden somebody waves their hand over it and the pain is gone, like it is a miracle. But it wasn't until I really, I got overwhelmed. Like I had such a warfare type of a mentality going on that I was bringing in nothing but warfare and I was getting attacked all the time. And uh, I was still able to share information. I was still able to help people out. But this really got to the point to where uh, it just overwhelmed me and I had to fully let go and fully surrender. And as I did that, it was crazy. It's like I got knocked out of the way and these things voraciously ran past me and ignored me to go to the darkness and the trauma because they were starving. And that's when I really started to connect into the whole entire system and recognize that these guys have absolute pain. They have nothing but fear. They have nothing but desperation because if humanity got together for one day and put all of our crap down and just loved each other and laughed and had a good time, their entire system would disappear. And that's what they're fighting against. And it wasn't until I started to recognize that and I started to really tap into compassion and empathy for that type of a, a situation. And I tried to see myself inside of it. You know, what emotions would I want to feel if I were so far gone in that level that, you know, I was this, this darkness and this destruction that was causing nothing more than atrocity for the sake of atrocity, you know, and feeling joy, feeling love, feeling compassion. That is, it came up immediately. And so I started really working on that level. And I have very firm boundaries, but I have a smile on my face. I have love and compassion in my heart. And it's thousands of times stronger than it ever could have been without it. Well, yeah, just, just you know, living in this system that we're all unfortunately a part of, you know, like you said, just, just being happy, smiling, and just that, that automatically, uh, takes their power away any of these evil these entities these negative energies uh so you're absolutely right just 100 percent right as far as living in living in joy is is the best way to is the best way to uh combat these entities well yeah and it's not even like a, a combative type of a thing it's almost like um it's a claiming of space. You know, it's what's mine is mine and what's yours is yours. In my space, I know what it is because I can feel it. I'm very aware of it. And inside of this space, I have nothing but joy, compassion, love, laughter, and intense bright light. And it's like anything that tries to come inside of this, it, it undoes. You know, it's, it's an as above, so below type of a situation here. And at this point in time, I haven't had an attack in uh, I don't know how long. I've had some, you know, brushes where I feel things trying to move through and it's like, hey, let me just open the doorway here. Where are you going after? And then I follow it in and it's like, hey, thank you so much for the next place I need to work on. I've been looking for like a month. You, you can't stay here, but you know, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I just, I let them do what they're going to do because they will literally show you what you need to open up and what you need to activate because they're going to try to clog it up and make it dark. That's incredible. They, they, I don't think everybody's, everybody's not really thinking or existing on that level to, you know, to understand like, okay, let me follow this. And, you know, yes. it's not, it's not easy for everybody just to, to do that. We're not programmed. We're not wired to think that way. So it, it definitely would take some training. I think everyone is capable of it. Uh, but it would take some, take some training, take some assistance at first anyway, definitely. to really understand how to do it. Cause well, 
Yeah, and that's actually one of the reasons that I'm here because when I started on this road, I desperately needed somebody like me, but there was nobody who could do this. And, you know, it was, I didn't know what I was stepping up into, but I knew that I had to because uh, I'm literally nothing more than like a torchbearer. You know, I've got a bright light right here that I can hold out. You can light your torch and then you don't need me anymore. You know, I can definitely show you how to make it brighter, but it's, uh, it, once I, I leave people, uh, they have more than enough of the skills and the tools needed to start figuring this out just like I did. And, you know, just the stuff that I walked you through right there, this all came from me just doing yoga and concentrating really hard inside of the body. And it's just kind of unlocked itself ever since. And as we follow it through, it's making itself more known and easier to do. <clears throat> One of the things, I'm going to jump back a little bit just because I've, I've, something you said just remi reminded me, but you were talking about your initial awakening and how extreme it was as far as you know, you, you, you moved back in with your, with your, uh, would you say you moved back in with your parents? Correct. You just sold. Yeah. yeah, my mom. yeah. I, I was I think, in a different state and I had to go move back in with her at 26 and I'd always paid my way. It was really a rough time for me to have to deal with a lot of stuff coming up. Well, what I think is interesting is just all the people we have on. I always ask, <clears throat> I always like to ask them, you know, how did their awakening happen? And, and it, the various, the variety we've seen so far that we've seen the extreme, like, a couple people have done the same thing, like totally just went all vegan or just just acted done made extreme changes and then and then other people just kind of like you know going on about their life and it's not really like totally shattering everything they're just kind of taking the hits as they go and just slowly going through it. I just think it's it's, it's extremely fascinating to me just to hear everybody's own journey and and it seems to be that people like yourself who are who are doing something bigger in this community are the ones who have that extreme like wake up call i just just one of the observations i've made from from uh, talking to the people we've had on so far yeah yeah i i would definitely agree um a friend of mine uh lauren she actually calls it a uh Oh, what did she call it? It was like a drive-by awakening or an, a, a sneak assault awakening. It was you know, one of those things snuck up on her and just clobbered her over the head. And she was just left stunned. Like, oh, my goodness. Like, oh, are you talking about Lauren Pritchard? Yes. Yeah. yeah, she, yeah. Uh, what does she call it? Um, love Lauren. Ambush awakening. Ambush, Ambush awakening. That's it. That's it. Yeah. That's it right there. So you you see what I'm saying though? It seems like these like everybody who's coming forward has some type of ambush awakening. That's a good way to put it. Uh, yeah. Well, and you know, actually, now that I'm thinking about it, I did have a few experiences before that that led up to the big things. But it was almost like I, I kept on having these pops of awareness inside of my life, and instead of actually going after it and committing to it, it was like I just sank back down. And like, as I'm thinking about this right now, it was um, right after my, my first daughter was born. It was the night after she was born. I was going to sleep and I was listening to my son in the crib at the foot of my bed uh, and he was breathing. And I remember just falling asleep, listening to him breathing. And the next thing you know, I'm standing at the foot of this being that's about 13 feet tall and it's made out of beautiful golden sunlight. And it was like the craziest reunion. It was like, I knew this, this being and I sat there at this being's feet for a good three or four hours while we just talked and we, you know, kind of really enjoyed each other's company and seeing each other again. And I don't remember any of the conversation, but what I do remember 
is uh, when he reached down and told me, well, it's time to wake up now, Eric. And he touched me on my forehead and I shot up bolt upright in bed with my head on fire. Like, I mean, it was like stinging painful in my forehead. And wow. uh, like that, that impacted me so much that I actually wrote it down. And that was five days after the dream happened. And I'd never written a dream down up until that point. But, you know, even five days later, it was so impactful that I had to, to write it down to put it somewhere so I could, you know, kind of go back to it. And um, then I fell asleep again. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's incredible. Yeah, that's awesome. What were we going to um, say? Oh, I was going to ask. Um, so... I, I went to, I was at Eclipse of Disclosure uh, a couple of years ago and I did your, your workshop there um, mm -hmm. that you went through some like Qigong and breathing exercises and stuff. Yeah. Um, and it was amazing. Like I could totally, that's the first time I've ever done any, anything like that at all. And I could totally feel the energy the whole time. And by the end of it, I was just like buzzing with energy and I felt amazing. Uh, yeah. and it was incredible. Like I had never experienced anything like that at that point. Um, and I still need to, I still have been meaning to, uh, <laughs> to, uh, get into Qigong and, and try to work on that. Um, but what, what led you to that? How did you find, uh, like you had your initial awakening and then, and then, uh, what led you to like Qigong? Um, so I'd been going into uh, martial arts since I was about five years old, and uh, the place where I was going to in California, they uh, had a Tai Chi, Wing Chun, and a uh, Qigong course as well, and I actually never went to it, but my mom did, and she was always talking about how she could feel these movements in her body, and I was just always like, ah, yeah, yeah, whatever, mom, and it wasn't until... Uh, I actually don't even remember how I became aware of this guy, but the guy's name is Wong Q Kit, W-O-N-G-K-I-E-W-K-I-T. -E and he's a third generation Shaolin grandmaster who was educated in America. So he can take the, uh, that whole entire paragraph's worth of information in these ancient Chinese paragraphs and, or uh, these ancient Chinese symbols, and he can take it and uh, decode the entire philosophy behind it for people who speak English, where beforehand it was, you know, what do you mean that disease is metal? You know, like, it, what do you mean that's a wind, a, a wind problem? Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and like, so he really broke that down and opened it up for me. And um, he, the guy's a, the, the, an absolute genius. He, the, my two most impactful books for the Qigong are Qigong for Health and Vitality and uh, Qigong, or, or The Art of Qigong. And he also wrote the complete book of uh Shaolin Kung Fu, the complete book of uh, Shaolin Qigong, the complete book of Chinese medicine, you know, and I just immersed myself in this guy's information. And he's got some very clear uh, uh, demonstrations of how to do these Qigong moves in his books. And with my martial arts understanding, my yoga understanding, I was able to figure this out because I could tell where the energy started to flow. And so I started doing what he showed me in these books. And I started actually interacting with this guy online. And uh, for a few things that he didn't have in the books that I needed to figure out, he was more than gracious enough to, you know, like, yeah, no problem. Like, hey, I'm really glad that you're actually doing this. Like, this is what I feel. This is how I notice it. And this is what goes on here when, when that happens. And so it really started breaking me open on that level. And it got to the point to where I could look at any style of Qigong 
that's taught in the world and I can see where the energy flows by feeling it flowing through the person who's doing it. And then I could actually see where it's supposed to go, heighten the flow. And I started making up my own Qigong. And um, so it's, it's all about the induced Qi flow. It's all about turning on that tingling flow through the body so strongly to the point that you can actually puppeteer your own body without physically moving yourself. And uh, like we look at like Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, like these guys all flying around and stuff like that. Um, it's actually possible because as soon as you have your body immersed with that much bioelectric activation, you can actually create resonances that are uh, anti-gravitic in nature. And so you can pull yourself up almost like you're tapping into the ether around you and using it like um, kind of like a fish swims in water. And uh, like when I started figuring all of this stuff out, it was just absolutely mind blowing to me. And the more that I did this, the more that I started going into it, the more I understood what is possible and what you can heal and clean inside of the body. I started kind of using what the Qigong was using the, uh, the direction, what it was trying to do. But they tell you that you have to do this for 20 minutes a day for a year and a half, and then you'll notice results. And I started going into, well, what is this activating? What is this cleaning out? What is this doing here? And then I went in directly and started cleaning that out. And then the Qigong move would become thousands of times more intense and powerful, and you'd have a lot more control over the energy flow that way. So, you know, it's, it's another one of those things that I was looking for anything, something that could shift and move and I could start feeling more inside of my body because I didn't know what I was going for, but I knew I was going for it. And Qigong definitely helped me out on that journey. So you're saying after the solar flash, we're going to be able to make a crouching tiger hidden dragon movie without strings and wires and CGI. There's people alive right now who are already doing that. Um, me, myself, I haven't figured out how to levitate yet, but I'm starting to actually grasp the mechanics of it. Uh, it's actually got a lot more to do with uh, a healthy earth than anything. There's almost like a, um, an energetic cloud that flows through the earth that it comes out of the surface of the crust and we have to kind of capture it. We jump on top of it and we can float on it with our energy. But um, I digress besides that. But my physical understanding of being able to move energy inside of my body has taken my martial arts to a level that I never even knew was possible. Um, I'm not a big guy. I'm about 150 pounds and five foot five, five foot six. And I can kick hard enough to lift somebody who weighs twice my weight up into the air and knock them back about 10, 15 feet. And that wow. is something that I never thought was actually possible. Like I was never a very good striker in my martial arts. I could do some really flashy, cool looking stuff, but the power was always lacking. And once I figured out Dantian rotation and actually getting things to snap through the body, not only could I then project 10 to 15 times the amount of force that physically my body says it's supposed to be able to do, uh, I could absorb, you know, things that would kill other people. I could take a car hit and, you know, bounce and roll and come up with a few scrapes and feel pressure in my body. And that was about it, you know, and it's, uh, it's really, really interesting when you see that the, the martial application of this type of energy right here, not only can it make you superhumanly strong and uh, give you endurance that there's even Olympians can't even compete with, uh, but it can show you how to self-diagnose and clean out damage before there becomes a problem and inside of that space you can create bliss emotions you can create joy emotions of love emotions that are literally the chemical cocktails of the fountain of youth you know it's not something outside of you it's uh, it's a creation that we have to um, cultivate yeah i've seen those uh those martial arts videos of these um these guys uh knocking people over with essentially energy um mm -hmm. 
you know, and, and I know uh, Joe Rogan, he, he, on his podcast, they always make fun of these guys. They call them the fake martial artists and they just watch the videos and laugh and make fun of them. Uh, and, and the whole time I'm thinking like, why are they discrediting these guys? Like, how did they just so far removed? They just do not see it being possible because they're martial artists in the physical 3D world. You know, they they haven't taken it further. And just to hear you say that just kind of uh, confirms it to me because I always knew there was something to to the to those guys. Yeah. Well, I can't knock somebody over from a distance. I'm sure that's possible, but. I'm not strong enough yet. And if I'm not strong enough and I can work anywhere in the galaxy with very incredible results, you know, uh, there's something that we're missing. There's something that I don't think those guys are able to tap into yet. It's like they can feel where they're supposed to be, but the body isn't there yet. And that's the activation that we're actively working towards. That's what the solar flash is going to be opening up and turning on. Um, but uh, a, a really good guy to actually look into this with, the guy's name is DKU. It's the letter D, the letter K, Y, O, O. And this guy has got strikes that are just ridiculous. Like you can see him in demonstrations. He actually has people with motorcycle helmets on and he will crack the helmet hitting these people. I've, I've actually wow. seen some of his videos. Yeah. Yeah. Well, his whole internal art, it's the same exact stuff that I'm talking about right here. Um, and it was really funny because I saw him when I was uh, uh, about maybe five or six years ago. I was looking at him when I was, uh, I got into Krav Maga. I was trying to figure out the, uh, the Don Tian rotation again. And uh, when I started looking at his videos, I was just looking at him. and I'm like, man, this guy just moves so effortlessly. Like there's no resistance whatsoever. And he can just go through anything. And I started to really recognize like this guy's definitely tapping into something that is not just physical right here. And I just saw him on Facebook recently. He's got a, uh, a book out called the, uh, the Internal Art of Force, I believe. And he's talking about how to roll the energy, to snap the energy, to create incredible explosions of force and power inside of, uh, you know, something that shouldn't be able to make that. Yeah, that's, 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 that's amazing. I know that stuff's possible. I, I just, I wish I could, I, I wish I, I say I wish I know I can tap into it. I just I just have to. I, I find myself not having time to do stuff. Kind of like you said that you found yourself in a position to where you had time to meditate, you had time to do yoga, you had time to do all stuff. Like I, you know, I still have a forty-hour job, and then on top of that, you have to come home and cut your grass and do this and just all the bullshit. And it's just it's hard to find that balance. I, I wish I had more time to tap into that or at least explore it. So that's actually a really good point that you're bringing up right there. Uh, how many times do you breathe throughout the day? Yeah, I, I was expecting this question. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's uh, the thing, you know, we don't need a specific time or a place or anything to even do this. And I actually didn't even start getting really good at it until I was uh, running into the same situation you are. And I was kind of upset that I didn't have the time to train that I wanted. I had, you know, once I started getting things moving, I had my work, I had my massage practice, I had my kids that I had to take care of, you know, everything was going on and I was getting frustrated about it. And it was inside of that frustration, I was breathing and I was like, wait, 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 <laughs> <laughs> wait, hold on. Okay. So I'm, I'm breathing right now. Can I talk and do this at the same time? And so I took a big breath of tingling energy into my body. And then I started talking to my mom and telling my kids to go brush their teeth and, you know, taking another big breath in. And it got to the point to where even right now, as I'm speaking, I'm moving chi through my body. As I'm inhaling, 
I'm bringing in even more. And so I've shifted to the point to where all of my breathing is conscious. I'm always shifting. I'm always moving. And that puts me in a state of malleability and liquid that uh, anything that becomes dense, heavy, tight, sore, uncomfortable, it's like a red flag lights up and I immediately know where to work. But it took a lot of work to get here. So, you know, I'm not going <laughs> to lie to you. It definitely took some work to get here to this place. But it's all about recognizing that if you're doing this in the background while you're distracted with the mind level, like if you're at your job and uh, construction is actually really good because a whole bunch of it's mindless, you know, like once you understand how to do this, you got to square everything up. You got to get these holes in the right place. You got to get all this set up in that way. And it's like you understand the, the craft of it. So you can kind of go on autopilot and allow your body to work physically while you're physically working with the energy inside. And uh, it was construction, it was stuff like that where I was physically engaged and I allowed my mind to wander that uh, it was like I was separating out between the two and I would let my body go on autopilot and then I recognized that my mind was just free to think and do its own thing. And it was inside of that space. That was where I started doing this energy work. And so um, it, it got to the point to where I would like inflate tingling balls of laughing energy of light and I'd carry them around like balloons. I'd hook them into the back of my heart space and you know, try to maybe swirl them or rotate them or something like that and try to do something that was complicated, try to do something that was hard and then go carry a conversation with uh, Steve about the order that I needed to do for the next cable, you know, so like, <laughs> it's, uh, it, it was about bringing the, the magic and the, uh, the, the non-mundane into the ordinary and it shifted my life unequivocally in the other direction. So one of the, um, one of the uh, breathing techniques, so at Dimensions of Disclosure last year, during your presentation, you had everybody stop and do this breathing practice technique. It was, you had them take a deep breath, hold it, and just kind of let it fall away. And you had a name for that, and I don't remember what you said. Do you remember, do you know what that- Are you talking about uh, the quantum pause breathing? Yeah, but that doesn't, that doesn't ring a bell as far as, you had a certain name for it. You uh, had, you, square count breathing? You, had and you hold it and then you release and you let go and you hold it at the bottom of the breath. There's right? like there's like vegas or something like that ring a bell. Ah, so it's the vagal uh, nerve release. So the longer you can smooth out your exhale, the more release you get in your vagus nerve. And the vagus nerve is the nerve that it shocks all of the organs into the fight or flight state. And so if you can like uh, even if you're really, really choppy, like some people with a lot of trauma, if you hear them breathing, you'll hear like a, <laughs> even if they're not like cold or anything like that. And so that right there, that is letting you know that there's tension inside of the actual breathing pattern itself. And so if you inhale and you stretch it up to the top and you, and then you smooth out that exhale and, what it does is it de-triggers the programs that are stuck inside of that vagal nerve. And uh, you'll start yawning, you'll start having your eyes watering, you know, you might even feel like laughing or crying. You know, there's all kinds of things that start happening just by lengthening out the exhale. And I actually learned this from Wim Hof breathing. Um, like when you get in the ice bath and immediately your body goes into fight or flight, you have the whole <laughs> type of reaction. You can't really control the inhalation. And so you just fight the inhalation up to the top and you and then all of a sudden it turns warm you know it's like you're telling your body get out of fight or flight go into rest and relaxation and then all of a sudden inside of that rest and relaxation you're not fighting the cold 
and it's not attacking you anymore. And I was on the top of a, a building with like an ice cube in my underwear that I didn't even know about, you know, and it was 52 degrees out and I felt warm and that it was no problem whatsoever, you know, and it's, uh, I've taken that one with me everywhere. Yeah, that's, that was my point is I have carried it into my meditations, uh, especially, you know, getting into the meditative state. Uh, I've, I've, I've used that breathing technique uh, probably hundreds of times since then. Just uh, wanted to thank you for in- showing, introducing me to that. And there's probably many more I could be doing. You know, one of the things you always hear is like people don't even really know how to breathe, and and it's true. We don't, you know, you don't if you're not consciously breathing, then then you know you're not doing it right. Yeah, that's that's definitely true. There is such a thing as unconscious breathing. And once you know what a conscious breath is and you realize how tight you're holding your tummy, how tight the ribs are, how tight the neck and the shoulders are, and how you really only have like about 20% of what you could actually inhale into the body, you can never go back. Like it's a completely different way of being inside of your body. And anytime that you feel anything start to clench it up or get it tight again, it's extremely uncomfortable. And that's the uncomfortability everybody lives with and think is normal. So it stops being something they feel. Yeah, well, and, and and it's just we we're never we're not raised, we're not taught how to do that while we're you know, in the three D yeah. world. We're not taught anything about breathing unless you have a pain in your side, you know, during a sport, you know, to tell you breathe breathe through your nose and out your mouth. But uh, it it never really gets elaborated on. So I mean, yeah. the only the only thing I remember being taught is like, you need to breathe. Uh, Breathe in from, or what is it? Breathe in with your stomach and breathe out with your chest. Yeah. yeah. Whereas most people are doing the opposite. Yep. Um, yeah. yeah, that's uh, that's definitely a really easy way to start hacking the body programs because just simply looking at the way that the body is holding the posture, where it's holding tension, that gives you the clues on where to stretch it open, to where to get it to release. And when we start to uh, stretch the belly open, we're not clenching the organs. We're not making the organs uh, have to fight to get flow through them. And when the organs have clean flow through them, they're naturally detoxing. They're making hormonal and chemical balance uh, homeostasis. And everything kind of falls into an alignment and a resonance. And it's almost impossible if you don't have a free flowing breathing pattern and any fight or flight programs, any tension inside of that free flowing breathing pattern, it creates uh, blockage. It creates stagnancy. It starts to damage organs because you're not getting the nervous system flow. They're not getting the blood flow. They're not detoxing and things just start to get crazy. And, you know, just simply shifting into an abdominal breathing pattern. It's been proven that you can add 10 to 15 years of healthy life to your lifespan just by shifting into the energy or the, uh, the physical without even doing the energy work, start doing the energy work, man, we're going to be living to like five, 600 years old. Yeah. Can amazing. you imagine, can you imagine like if, if we, if, if we lived in a society that taught us this as a young age and taught it in schools and man, we would just be thriving right now. Well, I always kind of go back to what would I be right now if I was taught this as a child? You know, yeah. if I didn't have to wait until I was a grown adult to figure this out and I could go through 
puberty. I could go through all those awkward adolescent emotions where you just feel so awkward and just so out of place. And, you know, all of that, if I knew how to tap into high vibratory emotions, then like how different would my life have been? Like, where would I be right now? And, you know, honestly, I'm pretty sure I'd still be doing the same thing, but uh, I truly believe right now we are in the, the phase of the wounded healers. We need understanding of the darkness to show other people how to get back. But what I'm trying to build is a world where we don't need wounded healers to where I can hand my kids when I'm gone and I'm no longer here, I can hand them something that I'm proud of, you know, where all these children are being taught this, where this understanding is just spreading like a virus of light throughout the collective consciousness of humanity. That's why I'm here. You know, it's not about me. It's about making sure that uh, my children have a better way to go than I did and that their children have an even better way to go than they did. And we can set up those seeds right now to shelter the the future. And uh, we got to stop taking, we've got to start giving. That's where it really needs to start going to. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine, can can you imagine uh all of us all of us coming forward waking up right now like if if it wasn't if we didn't learn it the hard way we probably wouldn't have learned it just because of the society we were a part of exactly yeah so like that this just goes to show you like you, you said like we're all wounded healers i love that because it doesn't have to be that way we you don't have to suffer to understand something unfortunately that's just the, the cards we've been dealt but for for that we've we've all become better and and you know you almost you know i get the whole aspect where you have to live through that darkness to really understand it and and grow from it and learn from it uh, but it doesn't have to be that way i don't think in the future it won't be mm-hmm. not at all not at all Uh, And that's the thing, like right now we have so much darkness that we have to understand it to transmute it. But what happens to all of these kids who get born into something where they aren't passed down that trauma? They aren't going to need it. They aren't going to have to understand it. You know, they're going to have their own level of trauma, which to them, you know, we're probably going to laugh at because it's nothing compared to what we've been through. Yeah. It's going to be a big deal, you know, just like little Eric, who it's all relative. Yeah that my best friend on the cheek and it just wrecked me and even now (laughs) it's still funny you know and but that emotion that was very very dense and so as they deal with their levels of trauma it's going to be nothing compared to what we've dealt with because they don't have to deal with it we've cleaned it out and then they clean out what they're dealing with and then the next generation's even more pure yes uh you just made me think of something i was listening to james gilland the other day and he he's like in contact with Pleiadians and and other beings. And he literally said, he asked them like, what do you guys, what do you guys think of us? Like, are we, do you guys look at us like we're just monkeys running around? Like, like, you know, just like we're, you know, look down on us basically like, Oh, those stupid humans, you know? And, and they were like, no, actually we, we hold you guys um, in a very high esteem because you have to live through all this, this uh soup of like dense energy and this darkness and all this stuff and they're like we couldn't do what you guys are doing like we we could not do that um walk that path because it's so hard you know um but we're born into it and then we're just we just get used to it um and but then uh when you when you have your awakening and you wake up and then you you start to realize like you don't have to live that way. And that's kind of what it sounds like happened to you. And that's what, you know, basically what's happened to all of us. 
that are uh, that woke up. Yeah, you know, and you really hit something on the head right there. Uh, they the the whole outside light forces that we look at and we're like, oh, they're so beautiful, they're so amazing. They've got nothing on what we're doing right here. Like they did yeah. not come in here to incarnate into this darkness, to become a part of it, to recognize how much they don't like it, and then start changing it. You know. Well, those those parts of this planet, you can't even breathe the air without wearing a mask. Yeah. You can't walk around. I mean, that alone tells you tells you right there how difficult it is. Yeah. yeah. You know, and, and the other thing is too that all these things really don't have physical bodies their mind and spirit. And yet, why is there so much attention here? You know, there's so much rhetoric, there's so much propaganda saying this is 3D, this is the lowest. Tell you what, this is where true creation actually happens. This is where the masters come to play. Only the best of the best can actually come into a system like this and actually hold on to that light and start to share it, to start to spread it and not let that darkness take over. And yeah. there's so many of us now, so many of us, you can't stop this. Like this planet is shifting, it is changing. And as Man, we go that, in and we clean out our own individual crap, we clean out our own DNA, our ancestral crap, our past life crap, the weight lifts. Because inside of time and space, if there's no past or no future, it's only now. Even if something happened 15, 20,000 years ago, if that trauma hasn't been processed, if it hasn't been transmuted, it's still a density that's dragging the earth down into quarantine, down into density. And as we clean out ourselves, the planet lifts in vibration. As above, so below. All we have to do is make it bright in here, and then that bright from the outside can reach us. This is where the masters come exactly. to play. I, lo I love that. I love yeah. that, actually. If that's not motivation to, to keep doing what you're doing. <laughs> it, it, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And, and, uh, and that's what he said, too, is like only the, like the strongest are the, are the ones that incarnated here because we could handle it and we could – Yep. And we can help to change it. And so like, we're, literally we're like the strongest, actually. We're, we, you know, we tend to think, oh, we're just stupid humans. And like, we're this lowly, like, no, like we, we were the strong ones. And that's why we got to incarnate here and to help change the system. And to you if humanity truly understood the potential that is buried inside of our DNA, we would never, ever look at us like stupid humans again. Exactly. You want to know what's incredible. It just, you made me think of something. So my girlfriend's daughter, both her kids, but her daughter especially is definitely like an indigo child or whatever. She, like she was, she's seven years old and, and she's talking to me about the solar flash and chemtrails and blah, blah, blah. And she's, she tells me what it's going to be like after the solar flash and the colors we're going to see. It's like, she understands it. Really? Uh, it's unbelievable. It's actually give you chills. Uh, wow. She, she she's existing you know she, she all she does is watch you know videos about like bigfoot and fairies and extraterrestrials and and like stuff about the solar flash and she's seven uh she's like trying to that's all she cares about but she um went to a birthday party at the park and met this girl and she she's like mom meet my friend she's from another dimension and they're like oh yeah what dimension are you from you know just asking the little girl she's five years old and she's like well it's hard it, and she's like trying to think it's hard to explain she's like because they wiped out my memory when i got here no way yeah and and uh she's like um she goes i'm adopted she goes i don't have parents here i'm adopted and she really was adopted we found out and she was talking as a for a five-year-old she was talking at this level that was blowing my mind 
And she was like, I was like, what's your name? She's like, well, um, in my other dimension, it's Isabel, but here it's Alita. And uh, she, she was just started going wow. into detail. I mean, just talking about like why we're all here. She goes, yeah. She goes, everybody, you know, we're all raised and, and happy here, but nobody really understands, you know, what they're doing. And she's like, all this wisdom for a five-year-old it is the most incredible thing. I was like, man, we need to have her on the podcast. <laughs> but it, it's just a shift we're seeing. Like, and I know that her, her, my girlfriend's daughter and that little girl didn't just by chance become friends, and you know, because they're both on on, on another level, especially for their age. Yeah, and that's uh, one of the things that's happening right now. Like we had the uh, the first waivers, you know, like six, seven thousand years ago, who came into extreme density. Oh, yeah trying to open up some form of light. And then we've got these, these prophets, these leaders of quote, religious uh, uh, documentation and understanding that it was literally nothing more than people tapping into light and trying to share the basic tenets of how to create more light. And they created these spaces, these time capsules that it's like, first we started off with this cliff and there were no handholds. There were no ways to even get like a toehold in on and try to climb this. And these people came through and like headfirst kamikaze themselves until they broke like a, a crack in it. And then somebody came through and they got into that crack and they started hollowing it out even bigger. And it's gotten to the point to where all of a sudden, you know, two people could hang out there, then three people, then six, and then 15. And now we've got so many people who are able to access this energy, this flow. And it's all about who came before us, who stepped up and said, you know what? I refuse to fall into the program of hatred. I will love, and there's no way you can turn off my light. And what they've done is they've carved out the steps for us. And right now we're actively able to start running through them and we're making something even greater. It's like this, this cliff is now starting to turn into a temple and those who come after us are going to be able to refine it and turn it into something beautiful. Yeah. And that's, and that's a perfect example that's a perfect example. These little kids running around with this wisdom, you know, at five years old, I, I don't even know what I was thinking about. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I had the, I had all the religious programs. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Man, that's, that's incredible. Yeah. And I mean, it's funny cause a lot of, well, a lot of kids, under the age of like seven, um, they, they haven't quite had the programming solidified yet from society. And they, like a lot of kids that young will, will remember their past lives or they'll, um, they'll remember, they'll just know these things that, mm -hmm. um, most of us don't. Right. And, uh, yeah. And, and talk, going back to talking about the, uh, DNA, like, we have so much knowledge stored in our, in our DNA that if we can tap into it, like yeah. we can, we can bring all that out and then we can, um, well, that's where our memories are hiding. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. We have memories and we have, um, you know, all the, all the stuff that Eric's learned, like that's all stored in there and we can, we can learn how to heal ourselves and, and do all these amazing things. Um, we just have to tap into all that. Yes. Yeah, you know, that's one of the reasons why I don't really charge for my information. I charge for my time and my expertise for people to have me work with them. But this information, like anybody can tap into it. And if you just 
you know, start opening up these doorways a little bit and you start feeling what feels like truth and start feeling what feels like falsehood. You can literally walk your way through anything and learn it all. Like it's not my information. It's not your information. It's all of our information. Yeah. So uh, wait, are you going to be sending me a bill then? (laughs) (laughs) That's my gift to you. He's already mailed you a bill. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. No, that's awesome. I, I I love that. I love that. Yeah, it, it just the information is not you shouldn't charge for it. You're right. Yeah. Well, then, and that's and like you said, yeah, like anyone can do this. It's not it's not like you have to be a special it's like no, anyone can do this. You just have to know how to do it. You just have to know and and then, you know, like you figured it out so you were able to teach other people how to do it. And like you said, you're like a torch bearer. So you have your torches lit and now you can light other people's torches and then they can light other people's torches and so on. Um, It doesn't take anything from any of us. If anything, the light gets a lot brighter because of it. Exactly. Exactly. Um, But that's why, you know, like you look at society and we're the stuff we're taught and we're programmed to, it's all like, it becomes so obvious. It's like, oh, well, yeah, of course we're not taught any of this stuff. And of course we're taught basically the exact opposite of truth and of, and of you know, stuff that goes against um, how the universe works basically um, because it's, we're in like a slave system essentially. And as soon as we realize like we have all this power within us, we can't be controlled anymore. <laughs> we can't be enslaved anymore. So yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like as soon as you can produce your own food and shelter, it's like nothing else can, uh, you know, do anything to you, you know? And like, that's, that's energetically what we're learning how to do. It's creating our own space of safety, our own space of shelter and our own space of healing and just staying inside of it and looking out from this space and be like, yeah, you can come in here, but you have to be as bright as all of this. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. exactly. If you can stay in this environment, then yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, no problem. Like, but, yeah. Welcome you all in, you know? And that's actually kind of funny because you'll start running into entities that uh, they desperately want the light. They, they're so sick and tired of it and they're just done. Mm-hmm. And they'll come in and they'll just grab a hold of you and be like, hey, <laughs> hey, <laughs> like, what are you doing? It's like, do the thing. Do it's the like, thing. Here's the light. <laughs> like oh, there you go you know and you know there's trillions of them here and uh for each one that we allow to to integrate back into the light what we're doing is not only opening up a pocket of information that's separated from source it's mm-hmm. like we're debriefing the entire light systems on how to go in and start cleaning these systems out because uh like it's invisible to each other like the the dark can't see the light the light can't see the dark they have to have an intermediary and that's why we're in this duality right now um, yeah, absolutely. That's, that's a great way of putting it. Yeah. So, you know, we all, so I, I have a, so Eric, what is your stance on disclosure? Like the current events happening right now, like, like the, the, the basic gist of it all is it comes back to like disclosure happens from within, which I think we've all, we've kind of dove into already, but just on the surface level, what are your thoughts on what's happening? You know, as far as the UFO information coming forward now, um, so that's totally a smokescreen that's going on. Um, so one of the things that I feel happening underneath the surface right now is the actual black magician cults that are hijacking the collective consciousness of humanity that are working with the, the negative alien agenda. 
These guys have uh, vast ley line flow systems, I guess you could say, that uh, they parallel and uh, replicate what the earth naturally is supposed to be using, but they use their satanic ritual abuse, they use their false flag attacks, all these luge harvesting operations to build up storage holds of this uh, energy that then they can tap into and sway the collective consciousness. And uh, there has been a major, major purging and transmutation of that system. And it's still active in pockets, but it doesn't have a worldwide connection anymore. And these guys immediately freaked out and they needed a smoke screen to where they could start working on something in the background and start trying to make these connections in. And instead of trying to hammer people with, uh, you know, all the loose harvesting operations, like the, the abortion stuff that's been going on with the, uh, the women's rights, with, uh, you know, the, uh, the, the racism, with all these different things that they keep on hitting us with one after another, after another, after another, they had to give us a break because they needed a break too. Their system couldn't handle the influx and the flow. And I don't think it's ever going to get better again. Like there's huge, huge blocks and holes inside of their system that are, uh, they're, they're un, unchasmable with darkness. There's so much light inside of there that the amount of energy to break through that again, it's going to take up all of what they've got left. And uh, there's an extreme breakdown on multiple, multiple levels right now. It's not just with the UFOs, we've got things coming out about uh, Monsanto with uh, the glyphosate, mm -hmm. uh, yeah. you know, how that's actually gluten intolerance. People aren't gluten intolerant. It's, it's the glyphosate. It's the pesticides. Exactly. Uh, you know, we've got all kinds of things coming out right now. We've got doctors who are talking about the, uh, the vaccine industry. We've got uh, the vaccine industry officials that are actually paying out massive amounts of money in vaccine injury courts right now. You know, there's so many things that are breaking down um, the, the international banking cartels. You know, France has been going crazy for a while now because of the, the outrageous and insane draconian laws that they're trying to pass over there with tax regulations, with tariff trades. And it's, it's literally turning people into uh, yellow vests. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You know, and there's all these things that are happening right now. And it's literally this this web of uh, constriction that's trying to pull everything into the center to keep it all stuck inside of this place of density. And we've just got all these explosions that are opening up light inside of the system right now. And the problem with the waves of energy that were coming from the sun, they've been the same intensity for the past, you know, four or 5,000 years. They just didn't have light to anchor into on the planet. And now that there's more light, it's anchoring in more, it's shining brighter. And it's almost like if you, uh, you take a light bulb close to like a, a Wardenclyffe tower or a Tesla tower, how you get that transmission of energy, that's what's coming through right now. We can start turning on the light on the inside. It makes even brighter spaces. More people can find it. More people can turn on. And then these spontaneous activations blow more holes inside of the system. Uh, true full disclosure will not happen unless we actively see people talking about the invisible aspect of control inside of humanity. Uh, we can have all the free energy devices, all the med beds, everything in the world that we want. But until they start giving people solutions to the invisible control, control systems that are causing people to think it's okay to act, actively hurt other people, then we are not going to actually see full disclosure. And uh, the, the full disclosure, it comes from within. Because what we're doing right now, as we see these things breaking open, we have to force the issue. Well, if you've been hiding this for 70 years, what have you reverse engineered from it? What are you doing? You know, we've got to start pushing in on those levels. Well, what about the physicality? What about this right here? How come we're putting uh, the same chemicals that, you know, were inside of mustard gas inside of our bodies when we have cancerous poison? You know, 
like all of these different yeah. things we have to start pushing because right now it's getting to the place to where physical action is not enough. We have to come from a very strong energetic space and then put phys physical action into it. And we have to know where we're going. We have to take our intent with us because just like inside of the body, if you have something extremely blocked up, trying to push against it and fight against it's only going to make it stronger. You have to find out where it's clean, where it's open, and then focus there. Bring the energy there. Build up something so clean and beautiful that you can move it into the darkness and it flips it off like a light switch. And, uh, you know, that's, that's what we have to do in this disclosure. It's not just something that's happening to us. This event, this solar flash, it's already happened. It's just that, that humankind has not reached the vibration enough to actually anchor into it. It's already here. Well, that was probably the best possible way you could have answered that question. <laughs> <laughs> uh, standing ovation. Yeah, that. no, that, that was that was beautiful, actually. You, you just nailed it all on the head. I mean, that you, you said it all. Man, and you're right. The hard, it's it's so hard though to yeah, I know we need to start talking about this stuff, but it's hard to talk about it. You know, that's why we have this a platform to do it, but man, to get people on the same page, that's the problem. That's the problem yeah. that we're facing right now. We so can that's talk why we got to stop talking and just do. You know, people who try to tell me that what I do is impossible, I say, "Well, prove me wrong. Here's what I do. I want you to try it out and tell me if you don't feel better." <laughs> and it works every time you know and like that, that's the thing is we've got to get to the point to where it's like well listen i don't care if you're gonna sit here and call me crazy look this is what i'm doing and the results are proving it exactly. and there's nothing that you can do to fight against these results right here because statistics don't lie and when we start operating from that space and really instead of just railing against the powers that shouldn't be but actively working to do something better in our lives in our environment in our neighborhood to build something that other people can feel and they recognize, I like that feeling. And then they make more of it too. Then all of a sudden, instead of you just by yourself, you've got a team. And you know, when you've got a team, you've got your squad going, it's like, well, what do we do now? You know, it's not yeah. like, well, what can we do? It's like, well, what can we do? Let's let's go do something. And you yeah. get excited, you have fun with it, and then you change the world. <laughs> Beautiful. With that. With that, I think it's about time to wrap this up, don't you, Aaron? Uh, yeah, that's a good way to end it right there. Um, <clears throat> thank you so much for coming on. That was incredible. Yes. I learned a lot. My back's been feeling better the whole time. <laughs> uh, good stuff. Um, no, seriously, it was amazing. You have you uh, yeah. you're you're a wealth of knowledge. It's 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 impressive listening to you. I know I know. I'm yeah, I'm not trying to like blow smoke up your ass or anything. It really it really uh, was an honor to have you on. <laughs> no, it's it's my honor to be here. Like seriously, thank you guys so much for what you're doing. Like just simply doing something, not even knowing what you can do, but trying to do something, saying yes and moving forward. Like it's it's like you're stepping into the mist, and then the stepping stones appear as your weight shifts to step down onto it. And that's the way these things work. So what you guys are doing, it's very powerful. Thank you so much for inviting me to, to share it with you. And, you know, I'm, I'm completely and totally rooting for you. I've got utmost confidence that anybody can make a very, very powerful impact in reality. And the more that we push for it and stop trying to compete with each other and then start building each other up, the faster we make this happen. And, uh, you know, thank you so much. It's my honor to be here. Yeah, definitely. And uh, everybody, anybody who's going to Dimensions of Disclosure, you'll be speaking there, correct? Yes. 
And uh, what are the dates of that, Aaron? You're going. I know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, August 23rd to the 25th. Nice. In Ventura, California. Yeah, I'll be having a uh, workshop on the beach there, too. Nice. I will definitely be attending that for sure. If uh, if uh, the stars align, I might I might uh, make an appearance if I can make it make it happen. Uh, my boss just approached me today about taking too many vacations. Did he really? And I said, "Well, this company's been making me false promises for four years. I have to create my own conditions." And that's what I told. <laughs> nice. <laughs> that's amazing. Uh, that's exactly what I told him. So whatever, I don't care. Tyler anymore. might get fired. <laughs> I don't care though. What whatever. Yeah. It, I want to. I want to be. I would. I wouldn't care if I ended up in Eric's position to where I had to move back home and have time every day to do what I need to do. Yeah, and this is exactly why I'm trying to create the retreat center to where we can all live off of the land. We can build our own spaces to live with earth bag technology, with earthship technology, and then it doesn't matter. You know, we've got a place to where it, you can. You've got your food, your water, and your shelter. Come learn. Like that's yeah. what it's all about. Like I can't wait until I can make this. Yes, it's going, to happen. it's going to happen yeah. too. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, I guess that's it. Anybody who's watching this, do not forget to like and subscribe if you are enjoying this podcast. It helps more than you think. And uh, thank you again, Eric. And thank you, Aaron. And everyone go Everyone, go to Dimensions of Disclosure and go to Eric's workshop. <laughs> Change your <Yeah>. life. <laughs> yes. Um, uh, is uh, I know you and your wife were selling things at the last dimension of disclosure. Are you going to be doing that again? Uh, probably not. We don't have enough room uh, with all the kids to kind of lug stuff around. So we're going to bring the massage table and the event canopy, and I'm going to have my uh, my little healing hut going on again. But I think that's about all we're going to do, unless uh, you know there's random small things that we can pick up. We made a whole bunch of tinctures, but then we drank them all. So. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know, like uh, I've got five kids and uh, there's three school district or two school districts and three different schools that they all come home and share their germs with each other. And uh, we've had a really, really rough winter. <laughs> and oh, all yeah. those I made to sell. They came in really handy. So <laughs> nice. <laughs> right. like, we need this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Everything happens for a reason. Yes, sir. Yep. <clears throat> all right well i guess we'll just wrap it up i know i've said that like three times already yeah <laughs> for real this time yeah. well it was fun it was really fun i really enjoyed talking with you guys you guys are awesome you know and if you ever want me back on again i'm always open for it yeah but next time you gotta have your video ready this video next time <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah i'll definitely make sure that's the thing next time sorry about that guys oh no no worries no worries oh, yeah, i like staring at that picture the whole time it was actually activating yeah yeah, yeah. exactly <laughs> kind of like so i actually had this uh picture done by a friend of mine and uh those are the energy centers that i use and that's how i feel my aura field right there oh nice smile on his face well it's it's basically like a description of our entire conversation if you yeah. really, <laughs> really look at it yeah, and the the thing about zoom is that when like on the recording it only says eric rains everybody's not going to be able to see the picture so maybe i'll just send it to you guys and you can like put it up in the uh yeah, the interview on the kind of edited in or something like that so everybody else can see it too okay yeah, yeah. If, it doesn't, if it doesn't show up on the recording then yeah totally yeah, we'll, we'll just tell everybody that you've already ascended and this is you <laughs> yeah this is <laughs> like this is how eric looks now <laughs> yeah, I, I talk from outside of time space um... yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs>
All right, guys. Well, it was absolutely a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Yes. Yeah, good night. Good night. Have a good night. Have a good one, guys. Later. Good night, man.